versatility is the essence of brilliance. This couldn't be more apt when discussing David Hockney's knack of not just adapting to, but pioneering through different art styles and mediums. What strikes you most about Hockney's artistic journey, Jiwoo? His uncanny ability to constantly redefine his artistic persona without compromising the distinct Hockney essence. He's a chameleon of sorts, but one that always stays true to his vibrant colors. I couldn't have put it better myself. This chameleon nature also shines through in his embrace of digital technology. Any thoughts on that? I find it fascinating that he was able to blend traditional artistry with the digital age so seamlessly. His innovative approach adds another layer to pop and queer art narratives. Absolutely. He's a seasoned traditional artist with a knack for innovation. It's interesting to see how he wields this dual identity to transform the landscape of the art world. Jiwoo, have you ever wondered how Hockney managed to weave such a vibrant tapestry of his personal life into his work? Frequently. I think his openness is fascinating. To openly embrace his sexuality at a time when it was still a taboo, it must have been a bold move. Yes. David Hockney was one of the first artists to openly illustrate homoeroticism in his works. His lifestyle was a significant influence on his art. Domestic Scene Los Angeles and We Two Boys Clinging Together are a testament to how Hockney didn't shy away from expressing his sexuality openly. That's such a critical element to consider. His courage to express his authentic self and emotions, to defy societal norms of his time, that in itself is an inspiring narrative. Right. And let's not also forget his upbringing in the sun-soaked city of Los Angeles. The influence of Hollywood exerted a gravitational pull on Hockney's art, etching itself into his sunlit swimming pool scenes and palm-tree-dotted landscapes. The Hollywood influence didn't just come from the landscapes alone. There's a sense of drama and theatricality that's typically associated with Hollywood, and you can glimpse those aspects in his works as well. I agree. The flamboyance and vibrancy of Hollywood certainly left its imprint on Hockney's artistry. But Jiwoo, how do you think this broad canvas of personal narrative and external influence shaped Hockney's art? Hockney's artistic journey undoubtedly paints a vivid picture of his personal experiences in conjunction with an array of outside influences. These elements provide a greater depth to his works, a depth that resonates with those who witness it. You know, Jiwoo, the more we delve into Hockney's art, there's one fact that strikes me. He never restricted himself to a single form or medium. It's as if he took on a philosophical approach towards his work. Can you share your thoughts on this? Sure, Andrew. I do see what you mean. David Hockney was indeed a maverick when it came to adopting diverse art forms. In fact, his creations spanned across painting, draftsmanship, printmaking, and even set designing and I feel that his love for experimentation greatly enriched his artistry. Absolutely. Each art form must have presented a unique canvas to express his creativity. From your observations, do you believe incorporating diverse techniques and forms influenced Hockney's overall approach to art? When I look at his portfolio, yes, I can't help but see the impact. Each form or technique he explored enriched his work, allowed him to depict his ideas in a multitude of ways. For example, Printmaking must have fostered a deeper understanding of hues and saturation, while set designing could have amplified his sensitivities towards framing and composition. These experiences then got distilled into his paintings, 
creating a unique style and narrative. Jiwoo, you've raised an intriguing point. How the form of art we indulge in can change our overall style and perception. One perspective I have is that perhaps Hockney's philosophical approach to art was also a byproduct of his personal beliefs and experiences inside and outside the art world. Would you agree? I'd say so, Andrew. A creator's approach to art never exists in a vacuum. It's shaped by their philosophy, worldview, and even their stance on personal and social issues. The diversity in Hockney's art forms, techniques, and constant evolution reflects an artist who is not just versatile, but perhaps also disarmingly authentic and deeply introspective. It's interesting how Hockney's usage of light and shadow in his pool paintings amplify the scene's overall emotion. One of my favorites has always been a bigger splash. Ah, you mean Hockney's quintessential depiction of the Californian summer day? Isn't it fascinating how he used vibrant colors to bring the swimming pool scene and the splash alive, while contrastingly employing a more muted pastel palette for the background? It adds a sense of calm to the bursting energy of the splash. Right, Jiwoo. I think the use of contrasting palettes gives the piece a certain tension, don't you agree? Definitely. It brings forth a sense of disconnect between the lively splash and the quietude of the surroundings. Not to mention the absence of human presence, amplifying the feeling of solitude amidst the vibrant splash. True. And if we look at another seminal piece, his portrait of an artist, pool with two figures, we see again this stark interplay between vibrant and mellow tones. You have the artist contemplating his reflection, seemingly lost in his thoughts, and then you have the stark blue of the pool that engulfs him. And yet, it's the luminosity of the pool that brings forth his introspective state, highlighting both his isolation and introspection. Once you dive into the symbology, Hockney's paintings suddenly become so cinematically evocative, don't they? It indeed makes one appreciate the understated complexity of Hockney's pool paintings on a whole new level. The more we delve, the more there appears to unpack. From pools to highways, Hockney's versatility truly is unique. He seems to find inspiration everywhere. Speaking of which, let's talk about Pear Blossom Huai. Ah, that one. Taking a mundane object, a stretch of road in this case, and transforming it into something eerie yet intriguing is something Hockney did masterfully here. Yes, with the road seemingly extending into an endless distance and the scattering of road signs, it beautifully encapsulates a quintessential road trip experience but with a sense of unease, don't you think? Absolutely. Now, moving on to Mr. and Mrs. Clark and Percy, a portrait of his friends, Hockney remarkably illuminated their relationship dynamics. It's not just about the individuals, but also their bond. Notice the pronounced distance between the couple? Yes, I see what you mean. The spatial arrangement and posturing of Mr. and Mrs. Clark, coupled with the cat's unexpected prominence, really toys with our perceptions of human-pet relationships. There's something very intimate yet detached about this. Now, the arrival of spring in Woldgate. Ah, his love for landscapes shines in this one. Indeed, using an iPad, he has captured the transitory beauty of spring, the blossoming flowers, the fresh green leaves. It's like you can almost hear the chirping of birds. Hockney really captures the essence of nature and its seasons in an inimitable way. Hockney's distinctive use of color. Now this is where I think Hockney truly asserts his individualism. His mastery of playing with a specter of vibrant shades to depict pools and landscapes 
they're brimming with a life of their own. Can we just take a moment to appreciate his incredible knack for abstraction? His bold colors and distorted perspectives somehow synchronize to create an experience of reality on the canvas that is unique to Hockney, while still familiar to us. Only Hockney could pull that off, I agree. It's all about making the ordinary extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, who would have thought a landscape or pool could hold such nuance and meaning? And his brush strokes, the characters they hold, they're so vibrant and heavy yet measured, giving an almost perfect balance of order and fluidity. To me, it's the way his brushwork creates a rhythm. I often find myself visually dancing across his works, all thanks to his harmonious balance between thick, bold strokes and dainty, minute touches. And realism. Yes, not in the traditional sense, but the kind that makes you question your own perception. The way he catches reflections, the refractions of light in water. Again, attention to details. His approach to detail is, without a doubt, impeccable. Carrying his expressionistic flair into the realm of realism. That's Hockney for you. But what I admire the most is his fearless experimentation. Be it with perspective, or as we saw earlier, with integrating technology. Doesn't it all just add to his kaleidoscopic identity as an artist? Indeed, whether it's the unabashed brightness of his pool paintings or the distinctive technique in his landscape pieces, Hockney's style is as explorative as it's familiar. Don't you think that's a paradox in itself? It is indeed a fascinating paradox. A paradox that keeps me hooked and intrigued to unravel more about his works. A paradox we will continue to explore and appreciate. What will Hockney surprise us with next? Cubism and Expressionism two pretty major art movements that had a profound impact on Hockney's creativity. Wouldn't you agree, Jiwoo? Absolutely, Andrew. Cubism, as we know, is characterized by fragmented abstract representations which are visible especially in his multi-perception portraits. Like Mr. and Mrs. Clark and Percy? I see elements of the fragmented perception characteristic of Cubism in that painting. That's a perfect example, Andrew. Expressionism also finds its presence in Hockney's art, particularly in his use of bold, vivid colors and abstract forms. And in his work, these movements intersect in unique ways that are so characteristically Hockney. It's as if he's taken these styles, played around with them, and made them his own. It's a fascinating transformation. In fact, he had a deep admiration for Picasso and Matisse, two artists who themselves had dabbled in and redefined Cubism and Expressionism. No wonder I get that sense of connection to Picasso's playful distortions and Matisse's use of color in Hockney's works. It would seem both Picasso and Matisse served as significant source of inspiration for him. And speaking of inspirations, one cannot overlook the importance of the Californian landscapes in Hockney's work. Overrun with sun-soaked landscapes, palm trees, his love for Southern California doesn't escape unnoticed, does it? Not at all. It's the elements of brightness and warmth he captured that remind us of California's sunny beaches. This vividness in landscapes is the pinnacle of Hockney's style, almost a definitive signature. Let's step into another significant aspect of David Hockney's artistry, his relationship with the queer art movement. Yes, Hockney was openly gay and this aspect of his life was naturally reflected in his work. His representation of male figures has been quite groundbreaking. Not only was Hockney unapologetic about his sexuality, he made it one of the central themes of his art. During the 1960s, 
At a time when homosexuality was still a criminal offense in several parts of the world, this was remarkably courageous. Definitely. Also, unlike some of his contemporaries, Hockney didn't resort to symbolism or illusions. His approach was direct, sometimes disarmingly so. A case in point is Domestic Scene Los Angeles, one of his earlier works. The painting features two men in a shower, an intimate domestic scene, a direct representation of gay life. It's a bold statement, especially for the time it was created. Some say, including art historian Jonathan D. Katz, that Hockney's casual depiction of gay life was a challenging representation during those times. But his art doesn't just talk about sexuality. That's right, Jiwoo. His exploration of themes like companionship, love, and tenderness found universal appeal. It's not defined by his sexuality, but transcends it. That's something I've always found incredible about Hockney. How about you, Jiwoo? I couldn't agree more, Andrew. His ability to portray human relationships and emotions, that's the true testament to his genius. Andrew, are you also amazed by how Hockney has revolutionized his artistry through technology? Absolutely, Jiwoo. It's fascinating to see how fearlessly he's embraced the digital revolution to extend his creativity. My understanding goes only as much as his photo montages and digital drawings. Could you tell our audience more on his journey with these? Of course, Andrew. In 1982, Hockney began creating what he calls joiners, which involves taking a series of Polaroid photographs of one subject and arranging them into a collage. This isn't a simple collage, though. The different angles and perspectives of the repeated images layered together give the viewer an almost cubist interpretation of the subject. That's right. Hockney's experimentation with this new medium kept him at the forefront of contemporary art. I wonder if his move into digitized art preserved the same effect. Well, when Hockney dove into digital art, he transferred his joiner's concept into creating digital photo montages, an evolution of his earlier works. Then came the Brushes app on iPad in 2009. Fascinated by it, Hockney began creating vibrant landscapes, still lifes, and even portraits on his iPad, explorations that most of us recognize today. What's more, he could draw directly on the screen and within moments, email his creations from wherever he was, which impressed him greatly. That's brilliant. It feels like Hockney is an artist who is always looking forward, harnessing the power of the present. Absolutely, Andrew. And I think Hockney's innovative use of digital technology in his art expresses his belief that the essence of art is about the desire to communicate, irrespective of the medium. There's this creative streak in Hockney that drives him to adopt the unfamiliar, like integrating iPhones and iPads into his work. Do you think, Jiwoo, he's naturally gifted with tech? Or were there some trail and errors involved? From what I know, Andrew, Hockney has always been curious and open to experiment. When he discovered the Brushes app on iPad, he was fascinated with how portable the device was and its ability to create a piece anywhere, whether he was in bed, at a coffee shop, or even standing by a scenic view. So essentially giving him a mobile art studio. That does sound blissful, I must say. Right. He could wake up to a beautiful sunrise and just bring out his iPad to capture the moment. Interestingly, much of his work on his iPad is completed using his thumb rather than a stylus. This is a testament to his tactile approach, even in the digital sphere. Can you imagine all those thumb movements, Andrew? I'm trying it right now, Jiwoo. We finally found something that artists and phone addicts have in common. 
But did Hockney's artistry remain consistent in this transition? How were his digital works received by the art community? His digital works still carry Hockney's unique perspective. They were vibrant and alive, just like his paintings. His The Arrival of Spring in Woldgate series is a great illustration of this. Starting in 2010, he used his iPad to sketch Spring's arrival for five months. The art community was fascinated by his innovative use of technology and his resilience to the traditional norms of artistic creation. And this is why Hockney remains a significant figure in art history. His pioneering spirit pushes him to continuously redefine art making, and his curiosity to explore the unknown brings something fresh to the art world. Not only does it expand his artistic realm, but it also mirrors our contemporary life, where technology plays a crucial role. Jiwoo, isn't that what art is all about? Breaking new ground and reflecting the times we live in? In the world of pop art, we certainly can't overlook Hockney's contributions, don't you think, Jiwoo? Absolutely, Andrew. Hockney's work indeed has a strong resonance with the pop art movement. Let me first take a stab at defining pop art. Originating in the 1950s, pop art turned its back on highbrow themes in favor of ones stemming from pop culture. Comics, advertisements, consumer goods, and the like. Right, Jiwoo? Yes. And it's a stark contrast to the introspective, complex works of abstract expressionism. This movement emphasized an art that spoke to the common masses using familiar symbolism and subjects. And Hockney's work, particularly in the 60s, exhibits clear signs of this genre. Think about works like The First Marriage, where he's taken comic strip styles and combined them with tongue-in-cheek homosexual subject matter. He's playing along with the conventions of pop art, but with a twist that makes the paintings uniquely his. His role in the pop art movement did not only influence his own art, but along with his influence, he embraced, and was embraced by, other pop art artists. On top of that, he forged a lively artistic relationship with the likes of Andy Warhol, and even participated in gallery shows alongside him. True, it seems Hockney blended these influences to create something entirely new. He threaded narratives and emotion into pieces that ordinarily might have been devoid of such depth. Yet he maintains the vibrant color scheme and easily recognizable imagery that typify pop art. It's interesting to see how Hockney's immersion in the pop art scene impacted the direction of his art, giving us a rich blend of familiar elements with deeply personal themes. His style appears to serve as a bridge between what's relatable for the masses and what's significant to him personally. Let's turn our focus on the significant role landscapes play in Hockney's artistic narrative. For me, his love for landscapes is almost magnetic. It's truly captivating, Andrew. Hockney's fascination with landscapes is something that cuts across his entire artistic timeline. His emotional bond with these inanimate yet full-of-life scenes is potent, and he's managed to channel that grandeur into his paintings. Exactly. Most notably, Hockney's works on the English countryside, where it seems the artist shares a deep, intimate connection with spring and fall, as seen in The Arrival of Spring in Woldgate. He captures the essence of seasons in a way that almost transforms the canvas into a living, breathing entity. I love how you've described it, Andrew. That's exactly what Hockney manages to achieve. However, it's also fascinating how he translates the vibrant atmosphere of California into his works. His Californian landscapes, compared to the English ones, seem to hint at a different emotional state. Absolutely, Jiwoo. 
Comparing his A Bigger Splash with The Road Across the Wolds, we can see the difference. Both are filled with enchanting landscapes, but the former seems to scream modernity and grandeur, while the latter exudes a quiet, humble charm. It's as though the landscapes of California and his native England have distinctly imprinted their diverse characteristics into his works. I couldn't help but notice how he focuses on the changing seasons in his work. What's your take on this, Andrew? Great point, Jiwoo. Hockney's work exhibits a fascination with the change of seasons. The transforming seasons almost seem to signify the passage of time in his art, adding more layers to the emotional depth of his works. His art evolves with time, much like nature itself, continuing the cycle of life and death. I believe it's a heartfelt, unique approach. Jiwoo, regarding your earlier observation on Hockney's Californian scenes, it's interesting to consider the role that the region's ethos played in the development of his artistic voice. When he first moved to Los Angeles in the 60s, Hockney was captivated by the vibrant lifestyle and the shimmering pools, which plays out in his art vividly. However, his Yorkshire landscapes have a different kind of charm. What do you think differs between the two? I think the main difference lies in the emotional value each place holds for Hockney. California was a haven for him, a place of freedom and self-expression in the midst of a society that hadn't fully accepted homosexuality. This celebration of personal freedom reflects in the larger-than-life glamour in his California works. On the other hand, Yorkshire represents home. It's much more inward and personal. It's about his roots, his identity. His Yorkshire landscapes are more intricate, more subtle in a way. That's insightful, Jiwoo. I also feel there's an evolution in the way he's depicting landscapes. In his California series, Hockney captures the vividness and brightness of the sun-drenched land. But his Yorkshire series is different. It's more about capturing the ephemeral nature of the seasons. It's like he's in a constant dialogue with time itself. I see what you're pointing out, Andrew. So, in essence, every landscape of his has a story to tell, a sentiment to channel. Hockney's landscapes act as mirrors reflecting his own emotional journeys a depiction not just of scenery, but of a lived experience, an emotional spectrum. It's fascinating how landscapes telegraph his perception and interpretation of two distinctly different worlds. Exactly, Jiwoo. Hockney's works carry a sense of authenticity and a wide array of emotions, infusing life into the inanimate. He has truly mastered the art of relaying his emotional bond with these worlds onto his canvas, and in turn, to the viewers. That probably is the secret to the allure of his landscapes. Reflecting on the impact of Hockney's art on the contemporary art scene, I think it's difficult to overstate the influence he's had. His crucial contributions to the pop art and queer art movements, his continual evolution with changing times, there's so much to cover. It's no surprise the art world celebrates him as a trailblazer. His artistry is reflected in his numerous awards, including the Royal Academician, Premium Imperial, and the gold medal from the Royal College of Art, to name a few. What's more awe-inspiring, Andrew, is his unwavering influence on aspiring artists, offering them the courage to break boundaries, to experiment and to evolve. Indeed, his unique approach to art, his fusion of classic and modern techniques, his transformation of ordinary into extraordinary, these remain as commendable inspirations for many. I believe his impact will continue to be felt for decades to come. Andrew, I'm curious about your take on this. 
How do you think Hockney was able to maintain such a versatile and rich oeuvre of work? I reckon it's his constant desire to innovate, his refusal to limit himself to a certain medium or style. Also, he doesn't shy away from being honest, vulnerable even, on his canvases. His art is an extension of himself. That reminds me of a quote of his. Art has to move you and design does not, unless it's a good design for a bus. It's clear he's always strived for emotional resonance in his works. An insightful reminder, Jiwoo. It's this ability to make art that stirs, that influences and inspires. That'll make David Hockney's legacy everlasting in the realm of contemporary arts. We've explored the breadth of Hockney's brilliant oeuvre today, his vast array of artistic expressions, contributions to movements, and the impression he's left on modern art. I can't help but ask, Jiwoo, what's your take on his legacy? Anyone who's ever laid eyes on a Hockney can attest to the artist's uncanny ability to evoke strong emotions. How he taps into moments of solitude, the rawness of light against water, or the intense beauty of nature. It's all part of what vaults him to this legendary status. Beyond just the visual pleasure, his art makes you think, question, and feel. Undeniably, his work continues to resonate across generations. That's so true. His exploration of the materiality of media, from painting to photography to digital art, offers a testament to the breadth and adaptability of his creativity. Hockney once said, The moment you cheat for the sake of beauty, you know you're an artist. And wasn't he right? Hockney's art, forever beautiful, forever honest, forever consequential, that is his legacy. I love that quote, Andrew. And on that note, it is only fitting to conclude today's talk. Hockney's importance in the landscape of art history reflects his passion, his skills, and his fearless exploration of mediums. Add to this his undeniable contributions to social movements like pop art and queer art, and it's evident that his influence is deep, broad, and irreplaceable.